0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of Edgeguard Podcast, a podcast where you take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I am your host. I'm joined this fine day by my co-host and good friend, Blake. What it is and what it does, Jordan. Uh, I can tell you what it is, and I think we will only discover what it does for the course of our conversation. Uh, (laughs) So stay tuned. Uh, But uh, what it is is that we're here today to talk about um, a game from a uh, creator whose uh, work we've uh, explored uh, twice before on the podcast, Uh, and that creator is Cosmo D, uh, who um, did the games The Norwood Street, Suite, and Off Peak uh, that we played in previous episodes, both of which I think I speak for both of us when I say uh, we were big fans of. Um, uh, Excellent games. Um, uh, about singular, uh, ex-
1: singular in their, in their design and sort of vibe. extremely yeah, totally. vibey games.
0: They have, uh, they have a mark to them. Um, mm-hmm. there's that, that Cosmo D brand. And, uh, I would say this, this game does as well, which is, um, it's going to be a series, but it's called tales from off peak city. Uh, we played Volume 1, uh, and we should say that we were um, we were lucky enough that uh, Cosmo D agreed to let us play it um, before release. So this game is has a planned release date of Q1 2020, so sometime in the next couple months most likely, um, but we, we played what? the sort of pre-release.
1: Um, yeah, and it's actually technically not like totally pre-release. The game is available through uh, Humble Choice, which is um, Humble Bundles. Um, subscription service where they sort of like publish their own games Um, and so if you subscribe to that you would also get access to this uh, game but uh, as Jordan said uh, Cosmo was kind enough to send us some keys Um, so we were able to play it beforehand Um, since the game is not like widely available um, right now we're gonna try and stay away from anything like too spoilery since uh, probably a lot or even most of our listeners won't have access to even play the game for another couple of months when the game gets a wider release on steam and itch um however there are some things that uh you know will kind of be unavoidable given the the nature of the game uh however it is um a very good game if you've liked uh cosmos other games um you will like this game. I think it's, uh, very similar. It's building on those games and it takes place in the same world. In fact, if it wasn't clear from the fact that, uh, um, you know, off peak, off peak city, you know, kind of, yeah, it takes place in the
0: same world. And also, uh, it starts to, whereas the other two games, their sense of like continuous world was more elusive, than it um, was like uh, like shared narrative in this one. Uh, there's references to characters from the other games and like yeah. they and their their previous history with the characters from this. Yeah, one, so. explicit
1: direct references and uh, many of them. So yes, um,
0: many like that are core to the to the narrative and a, a couple that are a little more uh, yeah you know Easter eggy.
1: Yeah, um, so but, this game was uh, developed by Cosmo primarily, but also. Um, uh, another fun thing, it has uh, a camera in it that you can take out and take pictures of the world and uh, the camera system was uh, was done by our friend uh, Julian Cordero who if you'll remember uh, has been on the show before, we've covered two or three of his games as well uh, and uh, one of which was um, Levedad which was a, a game all about uh, taking your camera and using it to take pictures in the virtual world and basically that uh, basically the same camera has been lifted and added to this game with a few cool extras, um, which include, uh, uh, well, basically uh, a bunch of different film types that sort of add, uh, mm-hmm. special effects, uh, to, uh, the, the images, uh, beyond the sort of, uh, you know, zoom focal length and, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the exposure time, which were all features of the camera in levedad So, uh, you know, two repeat, uh, return, uh, um, creators on this episode. Uh, and also Actually, two, of my, two of my favorites, three, uh,
0: well involved in the creation of the game, only two, but there's a reference to a third creator. Did you oh, catch yeah? it? Uh, you may have noticed in the, the basement. Oh of, yes. In the, in the oh, basement you, of the pawn shop. Yes. In the basement of the pawn shop on the wall, there was a shout out to uh, city jam 2019. Yeah. It was a game jam about um cities cosmo uh, around making cities jam. Uh, that's right yes um and uh the the third place winner of that um uh that game haze. jam was a city haze which we played by uh, Aergia. aergia um uh, yeah so uh, that was a fun uh that was a fun little shout out uh, I, you know, walked down into the basement of the pawn shop and I was like, where happened? the city haste. Oh my God. Look, yeah.
1: It's... Yeah. It was kind of funny. Cause I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, Cosmo D did run that game jam. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is, uh, this is a, 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 very cool game. I guess if you haven't played, um, Cosmo's games in the past, uh, a basic, uh, sort of descriptor of what, uh, what it does, if you will, is, um, <laughs> that it you it's a first person game sort of a quote unquote walking sim uh where you're in sort of a, a strange otherworldly place uh and you sort of um uh listen in on people's conversations these are all uh text conversations so you're technically not actually listening in but well they make uh, little uh
0: you're listening to the the little uh yeah the little sound sounds they make whenever they talk like yeah a little violin or whatever
1: <laughs> mm-hmm uh and you can also talk to people and kind of go around and interact with stuff and it's basically what these games are they're kind of uh in my opinion about moving through the world experiencing th- sort of how weird and strange everything looks and talking to all the interesting characters and also of course hearing the sounds yes uh which um Cosmo does solely or is involved in uh the music in all of uh his games in, um, uh, in this game in particular, uh, basically all the music is him except for some saxophone performance who, I forget who was credited with that. Wow. I took a picture with the in-game camera, but I couldn't find where the files oh, live on my computer. It. Oh no. Sad. Probably in some weird Steam folder. Yeah, or some, uh, probably the app data folder on my machine. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's uh that's basically the game is just moving through the world experiencing the sights and sounds and characters yeah i mean
0: there's there's also this which we've already mentioned that you have an inventory there's a slight uh sort of like adventure game uh not quite puzzle but like you have to figure out what objects you need in which places and when to use them uh and that sort of forms the uh the lock and key functionality for producing a linear narrative
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, essentially, you uh, the the sort of base premise for the game is that you've showed up um, on this street corner, the street corner corner of uh, July and Yam, um, July
0: Avenue and Yam Street.
1: Sure, and <laughs> very, you've been dropped crucial. off on a boat by some a strange woman and her elderly father. Doesn't she refer to him as father?
0: Uh, I believe she calls him Pop.
1: Pop. That's what uh, it is. Yeah. Um and she says hey you need to find this guy and get his saxophone you'll find him at the pizza shop. yeah so you go to Keitano and Keitano is like hey man did, i'm actually curious did you go straight to Keitano's? no of course i not. like wandered, I wandered around, around the around whole neighborhood for like, for like a 40 minutes or something before, before i was like
0: oh yeah aren't i supposed to be trying to steal a saxophone
1: <laughs> yeah um so that's the basic premise you're supposed to steal the saxophone and bring it back to uh this this person uh, so it kind of ends up being a, a collection of, uh, pizza. You make a pizza, you go to deliver it, uh, by delivering the pizza, you get some money to, uh, buy the next item that you need to sort of progress through the, the labyrinthine annals of the pizza shop to, uh, <laughs> to get to where the saxophone is stored. And all the while you're sort of being, uh, pursued by these strange, um, sort of mob thugs. Yeah, yeah mob thugs big mo and his uh yeah. and his goons the, his fake you, police force You're first
0: introduced to him as a landlord people mention that uh big mo is their landlord and uh yeah but then you eventually see him uh, uh he he is also looking for something from katano uh and so you cross paths with them uh Frequently, And then you also, the other sort of like major player is the Human Resource Horizons,
1: uh, uh, which yes. is the,
0: the company that owns the factory that uh, used to be the lifeblood of the town, uh, but most people don't work there anymore. And there's like, their logo is everywhere. It's just like creepy, looks like an eye, like it's staring at you and uh, and they are alluded to as well, and it's kind of like you're, you're trying to disentangle the... It's, it's got a little bit of a kind of like mystery conspiracy uh, vibe to it as well, like you're trying to see... There's Many people tell you early on that there's things that you don't know and that haven't been fully described to you, and you have to figure them out.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, so part of the, the sort of structure and premise behind this game is that it's Tales from Off-Peak City, so from what I understand or that I've read... Uh, basically uh, this is volume one. So it's the first of a few uh, stories that are going to take place on this same mm. street corner. Yes. Basically. Uh, yeah. That's what so, it says. Oh, so we should say of,
0: technically this one is called volume one. Katana
1: slice. Oh really? I just have only seen it uh, referred to as Yeah, it uh, says
0: on in that's in the, about the, uh, about this game. It's oh, volume one.
1: Katana slice. Cool. Um, but yeah, so you basically it's the, you, you're sort of building out the world of this street corner and the greater city that it takes place in it's kind of uh sort of a forgotten neighborhood or sort of it's fallen into disrepair yeah. it's sort of past its prime it honestly yeah gave there's me kind like of some like, boarded
0: up street uh like street fronts yeah an eviction uh, and eviction it's, notices and yeah. there's
1: a lot of mention of uh like uh the people around it's like oh my parents used to work our parents all used to work at the factory and uh, yeah. Now, and yeah it's uh, very
0: like deindustrialization <laughs> yeah it, that's what i was going to say
1: it's like uh yeah. it kind of reminded me of like um some like games i feel like there's been a thing of the last you know uh handful of years of uh, people making like rust belt deindustrialization yeah. games seriously uh, dude with yeah, that's uh, sort a sort of thing god now i'm forgetting the titles of all the names night in the woods and um even kentucky route zero i haven't gotten that far in but it's definitely
0: make a lot of sense to me but i feel like you see it as a theme in so many games
1: yeah and uh this game is no different sort of uh pulling on it doesn't get super deep into it uh in this specific uh volume but i get the sense that um yeah it's it's more sort of built into something yeah 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 i mean the the importance
0: of uh human resource horizons is alluded to although they they barely appear in In this so i I think the oh and then also there's a lot of mention of like the people still possibly being at the factory but you never actually see it so that that felt like a bit of a bit of foreshadowing that we would see more more of what's going on in the factory as the the game goes on
1: Um, yeah and and another uh factor is that just there's a lot of there's a lot of buildings you cannot explore in this first volume uh, there's sort of only yeah. a handful of doorways or basically anywhere you need to go deliver a pizza those are you're able to go to but there's a lot uh, that you don't get to see uh, and I'm excited to see more of this street corner like I, when I first heard that it was going to be using the same space and sort of um uh, telling different stories in that in that same environment i was a little bit like oh, i don't know because i think part of the appeal of uh cosmo's last two games has been these uh sort of unique and and otherworldly places i i said in the past that his uh um his games sort of feel like being inside someone's brain like they sort of yeah. exist in this huh. uh like a very specific they i i I mentioned earlier they have sort of a singular quality about them that it's just like you can tell a cosmo d game from uh 10 miles away uh, but not in a bad way right um yeah totally you can
0: tell it from the fact that there are like uh statues of heads with glowing white with glowing eyeballs eyeballs or from the like weird bouncery security guard dudes with lopsidedly large heads and giant
1: um, hands often. And giant often giant hands. Yeah, and the colorful text and uh, yeah. all the music. But what I was the point I was getting at is that um, my my fears have been uh, have been assuaged by uh, the sort of uh, depth of of intrigue in this uh, yeah. in this space. I think uh, they they Cosmo has done a lot to sort of uh, build the mystery and make it feel like uh, a little bit more like or not more vibrant than, and lived in than his other spaces, but uh, sort of more densely lived in and, and vibrant rather than being like that big open mm. train station or like this mansion that a bunch of people are kind of hanging around for a party. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, what gets done with the space because they, there's already uh, a lot going on and enough uh, enough alluded to, to kind of like uh, let the mind wander. So I'm excited to see yeah. how it sort of evolves uh, in the future because uh,
0: yeah i'm like- also curious if it how i mean if it'll be like you're the same person uh not that that matters that much but it does uh-huh. like uh you do have some at least minor character development in this one and then also like time wise if it'll like pick up exactly where the last one left off mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I Very guess curious. we'll
1: we'll see. We'll find out <laughs> when the next episode yeah, we will. or volume happens. But it is a you do bring up a good point that um I feel like in this game more so than uh Cosmos previous two games in this sort of world uh you are a little bit more of a character. Obviously in the other games you could talk to people, but uh there was never any that I can remember there was never a lot of like specific information about you or yeah. do, you, uh, your, do you even
0: have a name in the other ones i think this is the first no one i don't where think you, you so input, this is input a name yeah
1: yeah yeah so you input a name and you are uh kind of known people will be like oh i've heard about you whereas in the other games you're kind of just like you're usually sort of just an outsider yeah that's here just wandering around whereas this game you you have a more specific purpose and you have a role to play uh in the game which is to uh be the pizza man. <laughs>
0: yes take over that oh yeah we didn't really talk about that mechanic, oh yeah we haven't talked a- about pizza the all. other core mechanic is uh you pick up uh in uh pizza topping ingredients uh on the in different locations throughout the neighborhood as you're exploring and mm-hmm. then you can uh whenever someone orders a pizza uh you can use the ingredients you've uh you've selected in order to make a pizza as well as some default ones so every time you deliver a pizza you actually have to make it by there's like a little palette of toppings and you uh, uh. put them on the dough and you can do whatever you want. Some of them are weird. There's yeah. uh, everything from normal pepperoni and mozzarella to chocolate chips. And, uh, well, that one's a spoiler, but, uh,
1: <laughs> like sardines. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up the pizza making aspect because it's one of those things. It was another thing that when I heard like, ah, making pizzas, I'm like, ah, I don't know that I really want to have like, a thing that I do in a Cosmo D game. I feel like the thing that you do in a Cosmo D game is just go around and absorb everything and listen to the cool music and, uh, engage with all the weird characters and visuals. Uh, but I think the pizza, uh, the pizza building mechanic has been absolutely nailed. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's like, I think I've actually been, uh, thinking about it a little bit more recently kind of mechanics in a game like this. I feel like it's, I, I don't know why it's become a thing recently where it's like oh we have our like narrative or conversation based game but you uh like the the setting for the narrative is a coffee shop so you have to make people coffee or there's um (laughs) or it's like a bar where you're serving drinks or that kind of thing there's that new game what's it called Uh, coffee talk that i feel like people have been talking about um where you uh are in a coffee shop and a lot of people's complaint is like the actual coffee making part is like not that engaging and kind of boring. So I was a little bit, uh, a little bit worried, but basically uh, what Cosmo has done has made it. So um, first of all, there are really weird toppings. Yes. um, And the requests from uh, the people ordering the pizzas, it's not like I want a pepperoni pizza. They're just like, it'll just be like, put your chest into it.
0: Or it'll be, here's one. uh, uh, I need to consider beyond that, which is in front of me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So they're like these very abstract pizza prompts, which at first uh, kind of just feel like a joke, but then sort of as you're getting uh, more and more uh, obscene things to put on a pizza, you sort of can get like conceptual about it. It's kind of a, there's kind of a fun like uh, interpreting the prompt uh, and uh, the way that sort of uh, comes back to you is uh, when you give customers your pizza they n- will n- know what is on it, and they will like yes, give their sort of opinion have, about it. Yeah, a specific and, prompt. And it's not uh, even just that you put it on there. It um they'll comment the on whether or not yeah. you put a lot or a little. Uh, yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, I really like this." And sometimes, if multiple characters are sharing the pizza, they'll debate about the inclusion or exclusion of uh given topics. Which I don't know. It's a it was a really nice touch to be like, "Oh, you're not just like making a dumb uh pizza." Yeah you're you know you're adding sort of flavor to the world and and one last thing
0: it really felt like you you were like uh making a composition because another thing it does while you're making it is it has each ingredient has a specific musical instrument that plays when you uh when you drop it onto the pizza so it it sort of like makes it seem like you're performing as much as you're assembling a pizza and then like people are uh you know judging your your performance
1: yes uh, that's the that's the last thing i was going to mention is that of course it's a cosmo d game so it music is is built into the very dna uh yeah. of the game uh, music and just sound in general um and so of course yeah as you as you sprinkle on the, the toppings each individual topping has its sort of like instrument and then it'll play little samples of that instrument while you place them on. And then once they're on the pizza, it'll sort of add to this track that plays while you build it. And then you hit the button and it goes through the automatic pizza maker where it takes it away. And it sort of gives it some time to play the little track that you've made with your pizza. It's just like yeah. such a, it's, it's great. And it's an extremely Cosmo D way to add pizza making to your game. Yeah, 100%. And it actually mm-hmm. sort of builds on wasn't in uh, in the Norwood suite. There was a part we had to make somebody a sandwich.
0: Yeah, you do yeah you do although yeah. that one i think it's not really like a creative yeah. like i think yeah you it was just, more
1: like here's what i yeah. want on my sandwich and you had to go get all yeah. the things before you could uh make the sandwich um yeah so i'm glad that uh, there was some work done to like make this pizza mechanic uh more um fun and engaging and and sort of like it felt meaningful i guess in a way that i did not expect uh yeah. making pizza in a video game to be So um, I I
0: also I really liked that the uh, the people's taste in um, ingredients uh, was itself felt like a kind of characterization. Uh, The the one that I I noticed was I forget their names, but one of the first pizzas you deliver, it's to that uh, they're kind of a pretentious couple. And uh, and I did the flamingo meat. Uh-huh. And, and they were uh, very impressed because it's like a fancy uh, pretentious a,
1: a couple. couple. I'm trying to think of who you're talking about.
0: It, the, the ones in the hotel, they're in the hotel, uh, top floor hotel the, the, or they have a suite. Their building is a suite.
1: Oh, like. Oh, the, the people who work on the, on the, and the, uh, the blue red blue moose. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. The blue moose <laughs> flavors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which blue moose <laughs> returning from Norwood suite, of course. Yeah. Weird, uh, c- conspiratorial, uh maybe mind controlling energy drink um <laughs> but yeah it was it was really fun so what was the uh, um did you get how how wild were your pizzas what was your most wild so what was your, did s- you have a most memorable pizza
0: well i felt like that one was uh that one was wild but like tasteful like it was like basil <laughs> leaf and, uh, and flamingo meat and marinara and cheese. I mean, the wildest one I did was just when uh, you had to deliver to Building 9 and it says uh, like something unorthodox. I forget yeah. what the prompt is. It's literally something like something unusual. Expand something like my
1: mind or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. And I was like, okay, you got it, bud. And yeah. I, I did uh, the gummy worms, uh, chocolate, and the spoiler ingredient. Uh, I assume when, you know which one I mean when I say the
1: spoiler ingredient. Yeah, the one that's a a, a substitute for a real thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes, that one. Um, also,
0: by the way, this may be uh, did you fill every single ingredient tin by the end? What? Oh yes like, Oh, you did. So I missed an ingredient. oh this, Okay. There is an ingredient I never found. What is interesting? It? Um, so where we, on the palette were you missing
1: an ingredient? It was on
0: the right. I feel like on the bottom half of the right. So it was, I got the sardines, the chocolate, the secret ingredient, the, um, what else was over there? The gummy worms, the truth peppers. Those are fun. I like to give people the
1: truth peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, did you get the olives? Martino I got the olives? olives. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, uh, beluga whale eggs. Oh beluga no, where whale? was that? I never got that. I don't remember. I think it might have been those uh, those two guys who were fishing down by the. the no, river. they
0: had the gummy worms. Did eh? they? Yeah, that's why. Because you know, worms. I don't remember are... where
1: it is. I know I found all of the ingredients and all of the film types, all the film rolls. So. Oh, I don't think I found all the film types either. Yeah, I. I mean, I also think I played this game a little bit. I started before you and finished after you, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I was so. a exploring a little bit more i was i was feeling the cosmo I, I vibes. wanted to
0: solve the mystery yeah i was there to uncover the conspiracy
1: I, I was, i'm just there to vibe bro just to vibe to vibe no i want to uncover who's behind it all yeah i mean i'm i'm interested i'm invested in that as well um <laughs> but man i'm just there to vibe i i did want to tell you about my my favorite pizza though uh which was oh, the yeah, first yeah. pizza i made uh because I didn't know how the pizza system worked. So I uh, applied the sauce and I thought it was going to automatically move me through the ingredients. Cause it just says like, put your stuff on it and then hit the green button. So I hit the green button. So I just gave uh, a sauce only pizza <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the first, um, the first patron who's the sort of uh, uh, professor on sabbatical yes. with his uh, strange baby that has looks exactly like him, but with a giant has- hand.
0: So fucked up. dude.
1: It's very <laughs> Cosmo D. <laughs> yes. Just like, Hey, here's this weird guy hanging out with his baby. That looks just like him. <laughs> uh, but the, I, the thing I thought was great. And that had me immediately sold on the pizza making system is I brought this guy, this pizza, uh, with only sauce on it. And, uh, and a lot of sauce. Uh, I, I found that I almost always put on, uh, an amount of sauce where the, the characters would be like, wow, you really, uh, really went ham with the sauce, uh, just like Caetano does. Huh? Uh, but I gave him this pizza with just sauce. And he's like, he's like, wow, the, the exclusion of cheese is, is simply bold. And honestly, I commend you for it. He's like going through all the ingredients that aren't on this pizza. And he's like, there's sauce and there's just so much of it. It's brilliant. And there's, <laughs> there's no pepperoni sometimes you don't want pepperoni and and there's there's no basil on it either sometimes basil is just too much and this guy's just like giving this rave review of bread with sauce on it and i'm like man this game rules
0: (laughs) yeah i uh there is a a reason why their reviews are all rave is there well i i have my theory
1: yeah, uh, what's your but, theory, Jordan?
0: Well, well we said we wouldn't spoiler, right? So I'll uh, maybe
1: we'll save the theory for once we're like at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. about that? Um okay. Agreed. Well, in in the spirit of non-spoilery, yeah, Jordan, you know me. You know me, Jordan. Guess oh. what guess what I want to talk about?
0: The music?
1: The music and the sound design, baby, let's get it. <laughs> uh because obviously in a Cosmo D game like I mentioned before, uh, music is going to be a huge part. In fact, I think it's kind of like the driving. I think it's like the driving force behind his games often feels like yeah. the creation and existence of music. They're often then like the main characters are musicians. There are a lot of musicians in, mm-hmm. in his games and a lot of uh, um the, the music is, it has such a unique style. Uh, uh, Cosmo is a, a cellist, but also sort of like makes electronic uh beats and often uh they have sort of like saxophone playing on them. So there's like this very specific like Cosmo D slash Archie Pelago Archie Pelago is his band that um I'm not sure who the other members were, but I don't I don't I don't think they're a band anymore. I think he mostly makes music on his own. However, they have this sound which is sort of like a little bit classical, a lot of jazz and a lot of like IDM electronica type sounds. Uh and it's I, I don't know a lot of other music that sounds like their music does. And I personally, uh, really love it. Um, but the thing I wanted to say about this game, that's sort of, uh, I thought was, uh, even better than his other games. is just like the other sounds in the game. um, I don't know if you notice this, but basically every door to every building in the game or room, if you walk up to it and like get close, there's sounds oh, yeah. coming from within and they're always yeah. different. They're different for every yeah, single one. It, it,
0: it really, uh, and they, they, they allude to a kind of like story often in a yeah. way that like, you know, you can hear people like having a party or, or whatever the case may be. And it, it really feels, um, it really makes the neighborhood feel lived in in Uh such a cool way and also really uh because so many of them are doors that have um you know uh a handle that you can oh you can try the lock yeah Yeah,
1: you it it really like makes you excited for the rest of the the yeah to be able to see them in a future volume yeah 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 there's uh there's some that are just like oh here's like some bongos or some drum music here's some 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 actual like a full song playing here's just like some weird ass sound effects i don't know i'm pretty sure there's either supposed to be uh people having sex or someone masturbating in one of them because there's kind of like a repetitive sort of like and then there's like a uh, occasional wait, that, moaning. Wait, that's your masturbating sound. <laughs> it's like a general, like I don't know, any sort of like rhythmic squish. I'm kind like, <laughs> of like that's a that's sexual. a sex or masturbation sound. I, a rhythmic squish plus occasional moan equals rhythmic sex squish. sound. Oh,
0: there wasn't an occasional moan. Okay, I got you. yeah. I got there you, was
1: man. like, or it was like a kind of like a, uh, I don't know if it was a moan quite, but it was a a sort of like a grunting ish sound. Okay. Yeah. That Sure. That's, that's sex. <laughs> that's sex. Uh, rhythmic squish plus moans equals <laughs> sex. You know how it is. I mean, um, all the sex I've participated in. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's get back on track. But I, I mean, uh, I think this has, this game has a depth, uh, of, uh, sort of like sounds and music, uh, just going on that, uh, that the Cosmos past games haven't quite had, um, or they don't have it. They don't have quite as much. So, uh, part of what I was saying earlier about, um, uh, not being worried about it only being this small environment. Part of it was just that like, there was so much, uh, it was like vibrant just because of how many sort of like sounds and, and tracks are going on at the same time in different places and sort of, uh, the way that uh, sort of alludes to the other characters that exist here and that we'll see in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. great and got me really excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, um, I, uh, I, something that I, I find really interesting about, um, all of the worlds that, that Cosmo D, um, that creates is the, 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 the way that like there, there's a kind of like mood to the, to the, the places that is reflected in like the lives of all the characters Mm. Uh, and that that everyone, and it's kind of related to the fact that there's so many people who are musicians, but it's like, it's very much like a kind of like the places that are full of people that are kind of like just hangers on or like, bohemians or like people who are between, uh, you know, between things who are like always have, outcast or have some vision of going somewhere but it never really actualizes there was that sure. one co- conversation between those two people sitting on the stoop where one of them says uh she wants to finally move she's like complaining about their landlord and she says she yeah. she wants to move uh but then the the guy is like but then we wouldn't have Ketano's pizza and she's like you're right uh moving's yeah. a pain anyways and i feel like that that sort of is a a version of something that that like really unites all of the characters that Cosmo D uh designs for the most part is that they're like um uh they the fact that they just stand around is is kind of like their character you know like this is mm. is people that are are like between they're weirdos that stand around <laughs> yeah, yeah you know totally you know um and actually the more I was thinking about this is like the people who have like like definitive plans and uh are acting on them and are like uh-huh. really go, go-getters tend to be the bad guys yeah in, yeah absolutely uh, in, in Cosmo D's G- games, or they're either the people who are like the there's always like some sort of like tyrant figure or like mob boss or something. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Norwood and Catano, uh, likewise, I think of as as kind of like characters who uh, their motivations are suspect, and they are also people who uh, you know have the most motivations.
1: Yeah, they act way. strangely.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. I, I'm actually um, I'm glad you brought up sort of like the 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 characters are people that have the time to be standing around and yeah and having like specific opinions because I think that sort of solidified a feeling that I had and I was going to bring up of uh, another piece of media that this reminded me of um, I'm curious if you have any guesses what it's going to be my guesses you probably won't know but um, oh
0: something that reminds you of that. yeah it's do a do movie
1: with, with people
0: not um okay this is a bit of a stretch but uh-huh. do the right thing
1: jordan you got it dude <laughs> yes yeah nice, this, dude. there's something about this game that feels extremely do the right thing to me yeah and at first i, I was it, thinking it's... it was just because it takes place in like this uh small like basically street corner with a pizza joint which you know that's yeah. like the most direct thing but also just like uh, as you were saying, I was, I was realizing that it's the, the people standing around. Cause like do the right thing. That's the whole thing. It's a hot ass yeah. day. Everyone Everyone's just, is just sitting around, around, around on their porch. Yeah. Everyone's hanging around and they've all got an opinion, right? Like yeah. everybody's got uh, an opinion or some, something they're talking about. And there's a lot of people huh. who with failed ambition. Right. And yeah. uh, I mean, you know that I love do the right thing. And so <laughs> I, like, I too. it is an incredible movie and so obviously uh that that movie goes a pretty different direction than this does at the end but it did really really remind me of do the right thing uh and so i'm glad you helped me realize why even more so than just like it takes place in a in sort of like a neighborhood that's meant uh, to be like poor and sort of like forgotten uh a little bit yeah
0: but but like everyone has a sense of like like there's a lot of character to the people that here. Yeah, we live, live you know, here. You, this is you our know place. You know your neighborhoods. This, yeah, you know your neighbors. This is yeah. This we is all our go place. to Sal's Pizzeria. You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or we to all get go a slice. to
0: Catanos. Ke, uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's something about the fact that the first person you see uh, is ha- has a stoop sale. You know, it's not yes. a garage sale, but it's on your stoop. Yep. That also uh-huh. felt very, very like in character for the location. Uh, you know, that it's like, uh, you know, just people, people hanging on their stoop. Is yeah,
1: uh, is a big thing here. Yeah, sitting on you the stoop know the porch. difference
0: being that in Cosmo D's worlds, the stoop talks to you.
1: But yeah, yeah, we we haven't mentioned <laughs> the uh, giant talking building.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, there's a giant talking building and a giant building that eats pizza. Yeah, uh, and some pizza other eating buildings building. that look like they might talk at some point.
1: But yeah, <laughs> they might open up. Also, did you see the the cat house?
0: They have like all the cats like in hanging window. out the window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with their that's tails, where you get this with ardeens. their tails swinging yeah. to
1: the rhythm of the music. I, I noticed that
0: for the first time from across the street when I was in I like looking off the
1: roof of uh the professor's house. Oh nice. Uh, I was like what the fuck
0: is happening over the, there?
1: You know, that, that's wild. I got to go check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this game I maybe someday we'll meet the owner of the the cat house. Maybe we'll meet one of the cats for all we know. Who who knows? Um. Ugh, I'm trying to think of what else to talk about this.
0: Well, maybe now okay. we can uh, we can give the official spoiler warning and move into. Yeah, do we, we want to get in tr- there? All right, all right, fine. Unless, Jordan, unless have you have way. a unless
1: you have a final non spoiler. Yeah, I mean, because we, um, we should
0: keep it all the one section. So.
1: Right. Yeah, I did. Um. I did want to talk about, well, no, that's kind of a small thing. Oh no, no. There is one other thing I wanted to talk about, which is sort of mentioned offhand, but sort of plays into the, um, the whole concept of this, um, this neighborhood being forgotten and neglected by the government, especially, um, there's sort of mention of a, of a public official, and yes. um, there's mention of flooding and you come into the neighborhood on a boat and like the boat just rolls up into the street. The street is on a slope. Yeah. And, and so I kind of, um, I don't know if I'm reading into this too much, but I kind of was uh, curious if you felt also that uh, maybe this street was flooding due to uh global warming. Oh, <laughs> and the rising um, ocean levels. And
0: um, I don't, and, I don't think that I read it as like, global warming in an explicit sense i just read it as like uh um the a mixture of two things one just the like sense of a a a particularly dramatic to the point of being almost surreal uh Mm. example of this city being kind of like neglected and abandoned yeah um and then uh um oh what was the other thing that i had to say about that I can't remember. Oh, it felt a little biblical almost like, you know, like the oh, whole, sure. <laughs> like it's flooding. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess another thing about that is just, uh, the, um, the, the, the neighborhood has a very, like, uh, people have just, you know, kind of adapted and life goes on, Yes,
1: mm-hmm. which I
0: really liked. Like there's people like swimming in the canal and, you know, yeah. You just like, yeah, like you said, you just roll up in your boat in order to, to arrive in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I just, I just kind of got the feeling that it's like, it, it felt to me like, uh, obviously there's like a class dynamic going on here. Cause if you look off in the background, there's this huge towering city yeah. uh, off in the distance. And you're just in this sort of like weird, uh, area where, like I said, people, the people here are sort of like, not quite drifters, but they're sort of, um, burnouts a little bit right like we were yeah. talking about earlier um and they're sort of hanging out in this place that sort of like the government doesn't care they said they were going to restock the river with trout but they haven't uh right, and so it right, kind of yeah. just got the vibe that it was a little bit of a of a thing it, or it reminded me at least of uh you know some potential uh dark futures of our own world yeah. of, you know, global warming causing ocean levels to rise and the most wealthy people just being able to, uh, stay away from it while the poor people's, you know, uh, places of living are, you know, covered in water and they are, you know, I'm trying to think of displaced, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, I can see that if, uh, I think, um, that could be something on a more implicit level, uh, just, but the it definitely is kind of like there to just show the, the sort of like um, the, the like sense of an almost inevitability to the, like mm. the, like uh, power imbalance, you know, that it's like, yes, the, the, the city dwellers are, you know, you know, trying their best to get the, the, the government to do something about it, to get their landlord to fix their house, whatever it yeah. may be. But, but you know, the tides just rise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, again, taking it back to to do the right thing. Tomorrow's going to be even hotter. The tide keeps rising, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just sort of like, that's great. Right. I just thought of that just now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So that's the last thing I wanted to say before we go like full, uh, spoiler zone. So, um, if you have listened thus far, I mean, please, I know it might take like a couple months for the game to come out or you know or maybe you could do just humble humble choice just sign so i was for thinking that humble choice. it's gonna
0: be like uh the epic game store
1: where you know oh, sure. off peak
0: city is gonna be the thing that <laughs> makes people do humble choice you know i bet just you there's some really
1: good uh i remember there was some other there are some other games that uh i had sort of had their development um uh sort of, I was keeping tabs on them so that we could play them once they come out. And a few of them have been picked up by humble choice. And so they haven't come out officially yet. So it actually might be something that I'll, uh, I might be thinking about, uh, subscribing to it. Um, just to, just to try it out. So maybe you should too, dear listener to play the game. But if you don't, please don't listen. I mean, please don't listen so that you can play the game and experience it for yourself. And also yeah. give give Cosmo D a little money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help Cosmo T totally. pay the bills. Uh, yeah, this game has, I would
0: say, the most plot of any Cosmo D game. Uh, yeah. Nor- Norwood, it does. Norwood's Norwood Suite has plot, um, but this one has even more.
1: And so it's, I think it's that, less uh, ambiguous in what the implications of the yes. things you learn are. They're there are, they there kind are of revelation specific. Yes. Yes, in a in a way. There still is the like at least
0: one revelation in Norwood suite, uh, which yeah. is sort of related to th- th- in here, but this one is kind of like a building sense of realization. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that'll only
1: grow as we get, you know, yeah, to the into next the other volumes, ones. Yeah, which
0: is just to say that in the original off peak, you know, you couldn't really spoil it because the, yeah. you know, the appeal is just the vibe, uh-huh. uh, but here it's the vibe and the, and the plot. So you, yeah. you have been warned, uh, totally worth it. Um, you should uh you should play for yourself Uh, yeah uh but if you're if you're here uh as someone uh from humble bundle or the future um uh so the thing that i just wanted to talk about uh was relating to my point that the people who have intentions in uh in the corner of july avenue and yam street tend to be Mm -hmm. the the devious ones sure is um Uh, The it it seems to be implied that one of the reasons why no one leaves is because the pizza is literally uh, like mind controlling them that Mm. it's right. Isn't that the the sense? Because there's (laughs) these because there's uh, he he puts like fake gray matter on there. And then every time someone takes a bite of the pizza, this big uh, like pop up card happens that shows the logo of the pizza with a brain in the background
1: yeah well i uh, wasn't i wasn't quite like sure what to make of this so i'm interested in, yeah, i'm interested in hearing your take um did i guess sorry did i interrupt you do you have more
0: no no that was well maybe i just say that it could be a little bit more uh, metaphorical in just the sense yeah. that like like people like a kind of like uh like the pizza is either just like the pizza is so good or it's just another example of like uh you know, the people in, in this world are kind of like stuck on a treadmill for whatever reason. And maybe they like this pizza is just one of them.
1: Well, it's Uh, interesting because there are a few points where people specifically say the pizza isn't that good, but they get it every day anyway, which again is another thing that happens and do the right thing. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, people be like, "Oh, K Town, he doesn't know how to make a pizza. He puts way too much sauce on it, or he used his canned sauce. He doesn't use fresh ingredients." Right. Um, well, that was one he, reason why the the brain control theory uh, <laughs> I
0: felt like made made some
1: sense. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, the brain control theory is also like explicitly uh, mentioned when you go into the the sort of the top of the shop because it's kind of the implication uh, as you're first going through is that. Uh, he was for some reason separated from his wife and daughter. And so he like bought these androids that yeah. were supposed to be humanoid like, and he basically used pizza to manipulate their emotions to try. So he's like, Oh, when I fed them this pizza, they were, they acted yeah. more like the real, um, what are their names? Jan was it Jan, Janison Jan- and-
0: Clarice. Ah. No.
1: no, no Jan and Clarice. You're right. Um, okay. Yeah. The, and- but the, but
0: I, that, I wasn't sure – so the first time I thought that he was – my first sense was that the the people he was testing were people in the neighborhood. But then yeah. I realized it was the androids. So that's why yeah. my, my first sense was like, oh, he's mind-controlling people. But then I was like, oh, he's controlling these androids he's purchased because he still misses his family. Uh, so well, it, could, it could be like that he's not – it, it, it leaves it a, a little bit ambiguous similar to the the uh blue moose um plot from the last game which yes. is one reason why and, i think it, it could be read a little metaphorically in a kind of like consumerist thing right that it's just mm-hmm. like they're so obsessed yep. with getting the perfect product that it's like they're gonna man- it's manipulative in that way not uh-huh. necessarily in a literal like mind control way well
1: so that's that's what i was gonna say is um it's sort of in conversation. I mean, the blue moose stuff is even uh, continues in this game with the yeah. flavor scientists trying to come up with the, the best flavor um, is that it's sort of like uh food or, f- you know, food being produced on a large scale as sort of like mind control or a way to uh, keep people happy uh, yeah. in the, even in a way that even though it's like the cheapest possible thing, which is definitely yeah. like a consumerist critique of like, a lot of the packaged foods that you buy that end up being cheaper than the fresh foods, uh, have like a lot of preservative things that are bad for you, but also they, uh, you know, corporations are employing, you know, huge teams of scientists to <laughs> literally to, to, chemicals in your food that makes you want to eat them regardless of whether or not they (laughs) taste good. Right. Like they're a lot of foods are like made to be addictive. And especially in America where we sort of, uh, put sugar in many things that in other countries. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we literally use sugar in places where you can't taste it because your brain likes it better when there's sugar in it. Right. So there's definitely, uh, there's definitely an aspect, whether it's like explicit mind control or sort of uh playing with the uh emotional manipulative manipulation that uh comes with food yeah. it is an aspect that is becoming more and more present in cosmos game and, and is obviously quite present in this game where you're like yeah. making food and bringing it to people and yeah, food and that it's has
0: actually oh go ahead and finish your i word. was gonna
1: say it's food that has like specific nostalgic value right uh yeah. because Caetanos is like a uh you know an institution at this point
0: yeah the it in a way, it actually it it sort of rhymes with the like thematically rhymes with the the way that music um like uh plays in mm-hmm. um in the world too. That it's always like it's always like musicians that are like like spoken of in whispers because their music is so like intoxicatingly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think I think like a, a a very common theme in in Cosmos Games is like like the des- like overwhelming desire to consume something, uh, and yeah. like, like being, being like feeling like overwhelmed or like unable to move because you, because you like become dependent on your, on it. In that so way. here's,
1: here's a take I just thought of the characters are often obsessed with the artistic creation and merits of other achievements of other people. And they hmm. want to create their own art, but they don't feel like they can create it on the same level.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a good way to put it because that is how everyone talks about the, it's always like Keitano makes such a great pizza. Yeah. It's like, and
1: Oh, he used to be a sax player, but we know how hard it is to be a musician and even he couldn't make it. So now he's making pizzas yeah. or, you know, Norwood normally didn't treat musicians as well. Uh, very well. He's known for being horrible to musicians, but Keitano was special. Uh, yeah. hmm. And there's just like, and so it's like all these people that are like inspired and they like want to make music that makes people feel the way Keitano and Norwood's music makes them feel. Uh, and I think there's a certain like almost uh, a denial about, well, I know that I can never make something like that yeah. or I've convinced myself I've been con- convinced by society uh, that the, the material worth of the things I make uh, will never uh, be enough to, uh, you know, create something that is as meaningful to me uh, as, you know, this music. So I'm sort of uh, just bumming around or or not sort of uh, yeah. uh, committing fully to trying to make that my reality.
0: Yeah. the That also the um, the pawn shop, the conversation you have with the pawn shop owner sort of is similar uh-huh. to where he's he's so obsessed with like feeling like he's on the same level with Keitano as a fellow businessman. Like, you know, we, yeah. you know, we're both, he, you know, he, he gets me, uh, or, or it's like very aspirational. Like I want to be like Keitano too. But then that, that makes it interesting. Also the, the fact that like Keitano turns out to be, it turns out to be an empty desire, right? Because he is just a, uh, he, well, you know, now really spoilery because sure. he's, he's just a clone he's an
1: android basically
0: uh, the yeah, same the, way
1: he, he too has merely been created by the powers that be well so the thing that's uh that's interesting um about that i think it's 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 one of the ways that this game still has questions narratively like the uh like the past two games have because as we were talking about a minute ago uh this game has a little bit more of like a specific direction with its narrative than the past two games have have and like it's a little bit more clear why things have happened or what has happened. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, there's more narrative logic, like a sense yeah. of, of like a chain of events.
1: Yeah. But also, um, in that there's also this, there is a still a bit of ambiguity of like, okay, well he was, uh, created as an Android, but, um, who is it? Big Mo at the end who says something about we we weren't really sure if uh it would repeat human emotions or that you know making yeah, copies right. of players would be able to play as well as they were, but we happened to be lucky and they did. Uh, and so yeah. Keitano has been holding things together for us, and even this final operational unit has some uh has some stuff left in him that we can can use. And I mean that sort of plays uh into uh the sort of consumption of, um, artistic, uh, you know, merit under capitalism of, you know, uh, you know, capitalists being extremely, uh, eager to, uh, take beautiful art and commodify it and yeah. sell it for as much money <laughs> as it can be sold and just, you know, ring it dry, which they've done by, you know, not letting this poor guy die and turning him into a robot that makes pizza, but also is still somehow, uh, filling their pockets it seems i don't know i guess that's that's the part where i'm still unsure what exactly is going on and maybe we'll find out later is like were they just using him because he also happened to be good at making pizza or <laughs> like yeah what's i wasn't going i wasn't sure
0: about that either i also wasn't sure the degree to which the he was like free like because yeah. it seemed like he was he was kind of like had a bit of his own own gone like, rogue on him yeah he like hires you and then that also may is makes it seem like the his like accident or whatever was like them trying to take him out of the picture because he's, you know, he's become a wild card. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's, um, I think it's also the whole thing about how he's got his saxophone locked down there and he swears he's never going to touch it again. It's like, all right, well that seems like, a rule built into that they would uh, build in when they cloned him or put him in an Android or whatever. It's been done to him oh, uh, so it, that it's, it's like, so it, that it, they it's can, like,
0: uh, the laws of robotics or whatever.
1: Yeah. Right. Like they don't, they don't want him to touch his instrument because if he does, then he can uh, sort of like reclaim the agency of being able to create his music because that's something that mm. like connected with people. So specifically, um, whereas become like too powerful. Yeah. Whereas like his pizza has become, A thing where it's like oh people eat it and it sort of has a little bit of sway over them but he's not like it's not the thing he really wants to be doing right um yeah he's using canned sauce right he's not making his own sauce his heart isn't (laughs) all the way in it (laughs) um that's interesting i was i was curious um because i my understanding was that um norwood was the one behind the money behind all of this, because it is implied that, you know, Norwood owns the shop and is kind of like the one who lets it operate. But my well, yeah, thought- but at the
0: end of Norwood suite, wasn't it revealed that Norwood was fake too? Or he like,
1: he was, he had already died. Remember, you like find him in? The- yeah. He was already dead, but um, yeah, I thought it was known that he, I don't remember. It's been a while since we played yeah, that. And I'm, been I'm notoriously bad for like really enjoying things and not remembering, remembering the specifics <laughs> of their plot. Yeah, let's you play them again sure you get Um, mad replay value but yeah i was under the impression that it was like i don't yeah i don't know i guess maybe it was either ambiguous or i just wasn't uh paying enough attention or thinking as hard as i should have been about the narrative but my thought was that uh maybe norwood didn't treat uh uh didn't treat um as well as the reputation would have it seem or their uh, relationship Mm. soured so he was like, all right, well, if you're not going to uh, be my muse and play your six sax riffs on my compositions, <laughs> I'm going to clone your brain into a robot that I can control and then <laughs> do that with you.
0: Well, he um, he had died. So I don't think that it was like the clone was.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Cause that was the, the way that it revealed easy
1: you find yeah. his, his desk. Oh, we, yeah, we didn't talk about the, uh, the little dioramas, another, uh, Cosmo D classic yes. of, uh, <laughs> dioramas of events that happened in the past. I made these dioramas, uh, to, uh, I don't know, get closure for these things that happened in the past, but they're, uh, a great way to, uh, yeah. provide exposition to the player of what I, actually what the that fuck diorama is
0: reminds me another, one of the no- other reasons why I vaguely, thought that the pizza was the source of the mind control is the uh-huh. people playing games in the basement of the pawn shop when you give them their pizza oh. <laughs> they, turn, they, they turn into these like little action <laughs> figures and then sitting in their seats are the, the the like game pieces they were playing with and then it's yeah. kind of like you know you're just like the you know the you're just like a plaything, you know, that's like a trope for yeah. like you're just being controlled by someone else.
1: Sure. I uh, mean, I think, I think the, the pizza is definitely psychoactive. <laughs> the yeah. degree to which it's psychoactive is a question is, is the
0: open question. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah, right yeah,
1: yeah. to me. Uh, well, did you have any other uh, spoilery thoughts you wanted to talk about? Um, Some well, just wild things theories? that I wanted
0: to see what your reaction was, uh, sure. but that were spoilery. When you when you get the the saxophone and you turn around and the robots are just staring at you,
1: yeah, dude,
0: that was horrifying.
1: Well, so it's <laughs> it actually something. Scared the crap that's, out of me. It's something that's interesting about Cosmo D games is um they have like a kind of a creepy vibe to them. Like there's a lot of yeah, times where there's just like like weird giant fl- faces with glowing eyes. But the thing is, I never really feel like scared or that unsettled in a Cosmo D game, even though the things are like weird and kind of like objectively a little bit unsettling i feel oddly at home in them which i'm not sure if that's just in, like wait, a including the thing. androids because i did feel like no. Totally, i mean the androids that, was was like the that was a little different because explicitly creepy moment
0: there's there's it does write a fine line between like quirky weird and creepy weird uh-huh. um uh and like that moment another example of uh, where it really rides that line is in, uh, do you remember in off peak when you're on that upper balcony and you turn around to go back to where you came? Oh God. Yeah. And there's that and head there's a guy just poking like this side, like yeah. at an impossible angle. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was another moment where I was like, Oh, what the,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of off peak, you found the, the off peak, uh, the explicit, uh, nod to off peak, right? Remind me the uh the guy who runs the train station is in the pizza shop at the end trying to convince the musicians that were hanging out on the stage to come play at his train station oh no i didn't or, i don't know if it's the same uh station head or if it's a, or if it's a new like whoever has taken power after i don't remember at the end of offbeat you you just get captured by that person and then someone helps you escape right
0: that is that what happens at the end of right. offbeat
1: anyway, it's like, yeah, Maurice or whatever is there trying to be like, Hey guys, just sign with me and come play. And he's like, uh, he's like, so I don't pay you. You just come and hang out on my thing and you get paid in tips and a hat. But the thing is, that's actually the best way to get artist support. You can record as much music as you like, and I'll use it for my own personal purposes. And they're like, Oh, well, are you going to sell? He's like, Oh no, no, they're for purple personal purposes only. But anyway, anyway, uh, you know, playing in the, uh, playing there and getting uh, directly from your fans, you know, throwing money in a hat is is the best way for uh, fans to directly support musicians, actually. And it's oh. just like, oh no, <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so there was there was that. I thought that was a nice uh, little nod back. Yeah, that's another another thing I uh,
0: that's sort of related to what we've already been talking about. But the 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 good guys are very naive. In, oh uh, yeah. In all of Cosmo D's games, it, it's related to the thing I was saying that the people with intentions and designs tend to be the bad guys. You uh-huh. know, the, the good, the good guys, because they're just kind of like, hey, make shit. on. Yeah. They're, they're just too, um, good natured to see through the scheming. Of yeah. The, Although of I feel the,
1: like there's, there's always like one friend or character who's like the cynical guy and is always like, you guys are full of shit. That'll never work. And they're like, no, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I should say the the
0: uh, one of the ways that it makes the neighborhood feel sure you know, like, like a place is that there is a variety of of people. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Other big thoughts are are we kind of getting um, into little little strays?
0: I think I think to the strays. So I've
1: got a I've got a fun one. Uh, in the pawn shop, there's a there's a a mask from a notable musician. Did you notice it? No there's an MF doom mask and there's like a little sarcophagus with a, uh, it's like a, a bust of Nefertiti or some kind of like, uh, or maybe it's a Cleopatra, some sort of ancient, uh, you know, Egyptian uh, female ruler. And then behind it, there's a, there's an MF doom mask. I was like, nice.
0: Huh.
1: I, Oddly I, uh, enough, this felt like the most hip hop of the P- Cosmo D games. There's that, the song that's playing at the, the guy that the stoop, uh, the song with the stoop guy, stoop sale guys listening to, has like a, the most of like, I could hear someone like rapping over this. Mm, uh, yeah. So I did notice that cause usually, or at least in the past few games, um, not, uh, Cosmos music has been a little bit either sort of like, uh, electronica sort of like not quite a break beat, but sort of, uh, not something you would quite like dance to or an explicit like dance rhythm, but not like a hip hop sort of like heavier, slower, uh, drum sound. So I was, that was a little something I noticed.
0: Yeah, that's great um what else did i notice i uh I, there was this moment when you're talking to uh the game players in the basement of the pawn shop uh-huh. where uh you know they're they're busting edna's balls for uh having yes. sold sold out to uh yeah human resource horizons uh-huh. and then she's like well I'll tell you what if you can find me a job that pays as well and helps me pay off my student loans yeah i'll, I'll,
1: I'll quit i was like damn too real <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting because i think cosmo d's games like definitely are like uh anti-capitalist and sort of like uh explore those themes but i feel like they do them a little bit more subtly and interestingly than a lot of games at this size because yeah. like i mean we play a lot of stuff that sort of gets into that it's sort of like the art game space you know, yeah, it's very hard say capitalism
0: yeah and it's very like uh you know the the sort of like artists we're looking at because they're undiscovered tend to be very poor and it's, yeah. it's like a very like punk scene almost you know uh-huh. like but like uh like grunge punk video game design i uh-huh. feel like is a lot of what we're working with so yeah so naturally we see a lot of uh, uh skepticism towards the economic order
1: yeah, but this this his games explore them in a... am uh, not sure exactly what it is that's uh different about their exploration of it, but it feels a little bit less like forced, I wouldn't say. Uh, yeah, and that totally. was one of the few moments it, it where it's like, like explicit. The,
0: yeah, I, I I definitely think that the the one of the reasons why it, it feels not forced is because it comes out of like it's it's a sort of just an emergent theme that comes out of the stories he tells. Because you know it's about artists who yeah. are like you know struggling to balance their desire to make art and their need for money, and mm-hmm. it's about like these sort of like um, abandoned places, and mm-hmm. so like the the sort of like anti-capitalist themes um, emerge from the stories rather than like the story emerges from the theme, and I think that's mm-hmm. why it that's why yeah. it doesn't feel forced.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. I I, I agree with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. All right. I'm glad. Did you have any any other thoughts before we wrap this up? I had a question. Um. So, Ooh, did you okay. notice
0: that they're on the in the canal on like all mm-hmm. the pillars? There's these like yellow blue yeah, stripes. The weird. Like. Uh huh. Did, did you figure out what those were? Because they were all different
1: on every stripe, and I thought oh, maybe they had they? some. They had some meaning, but I couldn't oh, figure it out. Oh, interesting. They might have some meaning. I didn't notice that they were different.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Every. I think the, every uh, pillar was a little different. So I don't know. What, oh, interesting.
1: No, yeah. I didn't notice that. Mm. Mm. The mystery. Oh. We didn't even talk about the camera. The camera's good. I mean we talked about it a little bit. Do you get some good shots or uh
0: yeah, I got some. I didn't really look back through them very yeah. much. Once I once oh, I Oh, got... did you not
1: hang them up in the pizza place? Oh no. What? Y- yeah, if you walk oh. up to painting uh, any of the pictures on the wall, you can replace them with your images. Oh. So like by the end, all of the images are were mine, my favorite shots that I got. And something I was actually pretty proud of. They turned out pretty good nice yeah damn i wish damn. i would have remembered that in the, I, I didn't they, write the note down
0: i wonder if they'll stick around for uh volume two you can
1: you know, oh that'd be cool yeah yeah i bet you they would Damn. good games man all right well with that if you're if you're ready i'm ready to uh tell the people about what we're playing next week is that okay uh, uh yes all right um, So next week well, actually, we're actually finally playing a game that was recommended by a listener. And also, I'm deeply sorry uh, to uh, nearly legless Nate on Twitter at Snivets, Snivets, s n i v e t s. They sent us a game. Oh uh, golly, um, months ago. Oh, what day? December twenty one. I guess that's not so long ago. December twenty one. And uh, I replied to them. I have no idea what this is, but it looks interesting. Uh, and then totally forgot to add it to our list of stuff to go back to, but I just was uh, looking through our DMS the other day and I was like, Oh shit, we should play this. So we will be playing, uh, the league of lonely geologists, um, by TAC T A K. uh,
0: Twitter to Corey. Uh, okay. yeah, there another, another designer from Australia. So ah, we're
1: nice. Classic. Yeah. We love those Aussie
0: games. Classic edge guard, uh, Aussie itch um yeah so we, we will be playing uh the league of lonely geologists uh next time which um it's seems like it, it reminds me of like mist or like uh uh some sort of adventure game from the 90s uh just based on the pictures but really don't have a a strong sense of what it is it seems to be about collecting rocks but we will find out with you um uh we'll be playing that Together. next week together uh so if you have any interest in uh in listening to that episode or if getting uh getting a link to the game uh before you listen um you should follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast that's where we uh tweet out announcements for the podcast new episodes links to games we play twitter handles of creators of those games uh try to keep a little bit of a community going there so if you want to be a part of that make sure to follow us there uh we also uh as blake just mentioned uh that's where we get recommendations from Uh, Listeners, normally the turnaround on actually playing the game we recommend uh, better than a month and a half. But you know, there's the proof that we do it. So uh, if you if you have a recommendation, um, please uh, please uh, hit us up there uh, at EdgeGuardCast. So next week we'll be playing The League of Lonely Geologists, and with that we will talk to you next time.